So let me ask you this. The fish has to have a motive for his killing, don't you think? Because ultimately the fish became like vengeful, like going after people, like it would go after specific people. She was like a bomb. Did she hang on to that booty too? The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando. Death Jaws would be better than Jaws of Death. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Great Dive Podcast once again. Coming at you live. Recorded live. Recorded pre-4th of July. Summer is here. And if if there's one movie, Brando. Yeah. That is... The quintessential. The classic quintessential diving movie from decades past. Like, even through to today. I don't know the abyss. You're gonna have a you're gonna have a pool party. You're gonna have a movie uh, screen set up in the yeah. Now you're in talking the background. Actually, you're gonna set what, it up underwater on an underwater viewing station. What movie you have on? I would have. There's a couple that come to mind, but I know the one you would have on, and we. It's it may not be the one I'd have on. I might have Life Aquatic on. I like that one. I might have, I don't know, the creature. Any of the creature series has a, has a few good diving scenes. Well, I would say the classic, one of the classic scuba movies is definitely Jaws. Agreed. Although there is technically only one diver in the movie. Yeah, there was only a. I mean, there was only a couple of scuba scenes. Yeah. In, in Jaws. But it had an effect on the scuba community, and it had an effect on, you know, uh, there was a lot of people that the beach going community. became afraid of the water. Oh yeah, you know, post that movie, and there was definitely a fear of sharks for a long time after that movie. And I think the scuba community helped relax that fear a little bit over the years. Thank you, scuba community. Yeah, without us, people would still be hating on the old sharks. Shark but haters. I mean, there was the scene where uh, Hooper, they, they go down and they, uh, they find that, the guy's boat, and they go down, and then, like, the, the dead body, you know, pass, head. passed him. Yeah. yeah, doesn't a head pop out, there, too? There was this, yeah, like, the yeah. head pops out, yeah. right? And then there was the scene, you know, the, where they're actually down in the cage, yes. and the shark comes. But there wasn't a lot of diving, but it's a movie that divers just love. Mostly because the, I think there's more scuba tanks rolling around on the boat than there are underwater scuba scenes. Yeah. yeah, agreed. But in some of the sequels, they did get a little they did get a little cinematic with some of the the, the diving scenes. I like the one where uh, the shark. Because remember, yeah. it, part two was they were at that uh, like Sea World Park. Okay, where's the one where the shark takes down the helicopter? Yeah, Shark 2, uh, Jaws 2 is where, where the helicopter scene is. Okay. What about an airplane? Did, didn't Jaws get an airplane, too, in, like, Jaws 3? I think got, like, a small Cessna or, you know, uh, amphibious plane. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, anyway. Did they get a little ridiculous? Yeah, they may have gotten a little ridiculous. I remember when I was young, always, uh, you know, assuming every shark 
was Jaws. Was Jaws his name? Was Jaws his name, or was that like a, a nickname? Was he? Did they say here comes Jaws, or wasn't it Bruce? I thought they called him Bruce in the movie. Well, Bruce was the animatronic shark, shark right? That was Bruce. You mean there was more than one shark in that movie? They had a... Bruce was the mechanical <clears throat> shark, and, and interestingly right. enough, so I remember Steven Spielberg. You know, he had a difficult task with making this movie. In a way, it, it said that he kind of changed filmmaking a little bit with this movie because he needed to create the drama, create the horror without really having the killer. You know, be, because because Bruce the shark, you know, if you had a really long look at him in a lot of scenes, it was looked like a really corny fake shark, you know? It was a bit hokey, yeah. It was a bit hokey. So he had to create that drama and create that mystery. So a lot of the scenes, you know, that uh, that's partly why that music was so popular. Well, right, yeah. you, you could create this the, fear, the, the, right. the buildup of the fear, and then the, the scene of the actual shark in it was pretty brief. Right, you needed the suspense to build. So that, that is a, uh, that's a good way to describe the Jaws theme that we, we did try to use for our own podcast. But we, yes, originally we, we, we did try that. We did think of it anyway. But even, I don't know if we ever really did it, but... We thought of it, but then uh, thought better since of, you know, copyright crap. So, Benchley originally, early on, didn't want, you know, it, it wasn't originally called Jaws. He had a couple of other names before Jaws came about, like The Stillness in the Water. That's a little long. And Leviathan Rising. Ah, the old Leviathan. And, and, and he, he even himself said that they were a bit pretentious and, and didn't like him. Yeah. Yeah, Jaws is, I mean, looking back, they're like, that's pretty good name. That's, a you know, probably responsible for a good portion of the uh, success of the Jaws movie. He moved on to something a little bit better, like the Jaws of Death. Ooh, a little long. I think he... he yeah, well, I mean, if you could put... I mean, if you could it, put yeah. of... If you could put of death on the end of anything, it that's going to spice <laughs> it up a little bit, you know? Yeah, but it also cornies it up a little bit, doesn't it? I don't it? know. I think it I does. Mean, I think it does What if somebody... Bit. Uh, what if somebody, you know, came up with the podcast of death? Exactly. It's a little corny. Well, he went from the jaws of death to the jaws of Leviathan. He is he said, all uh, over he, the place. He, he, he said that he had like probably 120 different ideas. Well, supp supposedly, like literally like 20 minutes before the production of the book. He changed it. He, uh, yeah, the, he was uh, or, at a restaurant with the editor. I was going to say, or did his editor change it? <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, the editor was like, we are arguing about this. We can't come up with anything. Uh, just call it Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> and and Benji's like, what? What the hell is Jaws? What does that mean? Brilliant. He's like, I don't know. It's short. It's simple. It'll fit nice and big on the cover of the book. Just just call it Jaws. And he went with it. And it, and it stuck. Yeah. Not bad. That's how, you know, most good ideas are birthed. But the, uh, you know, the classic cover of the book, you know, that too went through a lot of arguing. Yeah. You know, of the girl Chrissy swimming and then the, the classic picture of Jaws swimming up yeah. at her. I mean, ultimately, looking back on it, it was pretty good because it was so simple. There were some other uh, drawings that were, I think, were a pretty racy at the time. Pretty heavily sexually overtoned. Well, lay it on us. Like, well, Chrissy is, is uh, skinny dipping, isn't she? At night. Wasn't that the first scene of the movie? Uh, that was the classic first scene. Like, uh, the, the kids are out partying at the beach, the little beach teenage kids. In Amity. And, uh, Amity. Yeah. Yep, in Amity. Amity, Long Island. Is it Long Island? Rhode Island. Rhode Island. And that's what Benchley originally wanted, was like a, 
uh, an illustration of the, the the little town of Amity, yeah, as seen through the eyes of Jaws. But he's underwater; it's all blurry. <laughs> Artist creation. Would Artist it creation. would it look like a big uh, smorgasbord table, like a buffet style table? <laughs> That's what he should have done. Is made the the town of Amity like on a buffet table. And old Jaws is just walking down with his plate, grabbing people like hors d'oeuvres. The town would look like a buffet on top of a table. And the people would look like little, you know, what are those little uh, little mini hot dogs in the that everybody has at their smorgasbord snack buffet? Pigs in a pigs in pigs a blanket. blanket. Yeah, little they would look like pigs in a blanket. All the little people. Um, some of them did laying on their <laughs> towels on the beach, actually. Not, not so much as it is today. I mean, and it, well, yeah, it's it, it, so, and the, that was the issue is the name Jaws was so vague. Yeah. Uh, like, what the hell is this about? Like, is it it's about dentistry? Yeah. Is, it, is it about a bad trip to the dentist? What's going on? So there was a lot of like arguing and that, that original. That original cover, though, that's so classic of the movie Jaws, was um, painted, you know, because they, they had no real good pictures of great white sharks. and Yeah, uh, well, and they didn't have digital bullshit like we have today, where yeah, anybody yeah. can whip out anything and call themselves an artist, technically. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah, so that was uh, painted with a, with a model, you know, kind of recreating that opening scenes, what they were doing, and... Uh, but old uh, Peter Bench, it's pretty, really funny, like he, him writing that book, you know, it was his first book and he himself never thought it was going to be successful. It was like, it's my first book. It's about a fish. Nobody's going to buy this damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it went on to remarkable, remarkable success. Okay. Well, we remember from the movie, right, that it starts off. With the girl going skinny dipping. Right. Old Chrissy. And then there's that, just that classic scene of her getting yanked under, bobs back up, yanks back under. And then <clears throat> you watch it today, it's a little ri- ridiculous that, that the violent throwing, swirling around left and right, back and forth, back and forth, you know, swinging around. I don't know. Getting... I don't know if you see. Uh... A shark attack a seal. I mean, it's pretty realistic. That's that's what the those animals do. They're they're pretty. Uh, it's pretty gruesome. And basically, Chrissy was like a bobber on a fishing pole. If you want to look at a little analogy, you know how you have fish and you you see the you see the bobber take a little boom, a little dip, and then you kind of gotta hook it, and then it takes off with the bobber. She was like a bobber. And basically, you know, right, this is, it, it, it's going into summertime here, which is, you know, when this movie was released 45 years ago. Right. Right, right about this time. Going into summer. The old beach tourism industry took a big hit, didn't they? Thanks to old that was Jazzy. Like, well, listen, listen to this, right? So here you've got. Lay some facts like, on Like, like how, how fitting is it when you, you think of what we're dealing with right now with this force of nature this creation of nature allegedly that's, that's just out to kill uh all the people are unprepared don't know how to deal with it do you think jaws was a naturally born gigantic all, shark all, or all of us are look all of the people are looking for the 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 government to to get in there and help them and stop this and fools prevent it from happening <laughs> fools in the meantime government going out of their way to keep us in lockdown we almost have the opposite <laughs> you understand that <laughs> they wanted to cover up chrissy's death the mayor did remember yeah they wanted to keep he, he it, to cover keep it up it and quiet. Say it, was a, it was a boating accident yeah, yeah well he didn't want them jumping to conclusions in his right, defense, exactly. in his defense, he didn't want until, them jumping to conclusions until some more definitive proof was in there. Until uh, the little boy got killed, too. Son of a... Well, okay, let me ask you this. 
do you jump to the ori- the immediate conclusion a shark got her and tell everybody there's a wild shark on the loose? Do you do that? Do you scare everybody shitless when you don't know? What would you do, James, as the mayor of Amity? Well, that that was the the drama of the movie, right? Is yeah. Who, who, at that, especially at that opening part, is who do you who do you believe the the mayor of Amity or the police chief of Amity? Well, the police the, the chief police did. Chief was you know, police chief was a little. Admittedly, he was afraid of sharks and right. and afraid, afraid of the, of the water. water. And that was right. the that was the drama, right? Right uh, of what later you know when when the the little boy's mom. Yeah, found out that old that there was Brody another. Actually, did yeah. did know it was a shark. Well, he, he didn't know to the mayor. He, he didn't know. He didn't know it was a shark. That's the thing is, they didn't know it was a shark. They suspected it was. A shark. You have the the knowledge because you watched the scene. But if you just came upon the body, would you go shark? Immediately, or would you say possible oh, he, boating he accident? It. That's why he was so. That's why he was so but grieving with guilt. How did he know it though? He wasn't there. This is what I'm getting at: is in the the mayor's painted as this horrible guy, but he's honestly attacking it with a bit of like, listen, we don't, we can't just jump to these conclusions. Let's find out what it was before we scare the town shitless. It's a killer. It's a man-eater. Look, the situation is that apparently a great white shark mistaked a claim in the waters off Amity Island. And he is going to continue to feed here as long as there is food in the water. And there's no limit to what he's going to do. I mean, we've already had three incidents. Two people killed inside of a week, and it's going to happen again. It happened before. The Jersey people. 1916, five people chewed up in the surf. In one week. Tell them about the swimmers. A shark is attracted to the exact kind of splashing and activity that occurs whenever human beings go in swimming. You cannot avoid it. If you open the beaches on the 4th of July, it's like ringing the dinner bell for Christ's sake. Mr. Vaughn, Mr. Vaughn, I pulled a tooth the size of a shot glass out of the rectal of the boat out there, and it was the tooth of a great white. It was Ben Gardner's boat. It was all chewed up. I helped throw it in. You should, you should have seen it. Where, where is that tooth? Did you see it, Brock? No, I didn't see it. He, he dropped it. Yeah, I had an accident. And what did you say the name of this shark is? It's a carcarid and carcarious. It's a great white. You don't have the two. Look, we depend on the summer people here for our very lives. You are not going and to have to close those beaches. We're, we're not only going to have to close the beach, we're going to have to hire somebody to kill the shark. I mean, we're going to have to tell the Coast Guard. Mr. Gordon, we're going to have to contact the shark. We're going to have to put the kidneys on because every half the world is going to come in here. I don't think one of you are familiar with our problems. I think that I am familiar with the fact that you are going to ignore this particular problem until it swims up and bites you on the ass. Now, wait a second, wait a second. There are two ways to deal with this problem. You're either going to kill this animal. Or are you going to cut off its food supply? Larry, we have to close the beaches. Brody, for Christ's sake, tomorrow's the 4th of July, and we will be open for business. It's going to be one of the best summers we've ever had. Now, if you fellas are concerned about the beaches, you do whatever you have to to make them safe. But those beaches will be open for this weekend. Well, they ended up getting scared shitless. Well, they did, but I'm, I'm just saying more of... The mayor's painted as a bad guy, and, and he wasn't necessarily a bad guy. And that's when your buddy Quint c- comes in. <laughs> yeah. Who's the Quint. local shark hunter, and he tells everybody, hey, I'll get you a shark. <laughs> you ever seen a shark size? For like $10,000, I'll get you a shark. You don't know me. know how I earn a living. I'll catch this bird for you, but it ain't going to be easy. Bad fish. Not like going down the pond chasing bluegills or tommy cocks. This shark swallow you whole. Shaking, tenderizing, down you go. And we gotta do it quick. I don't bring back the tourists, I'll put all your businesses on a paying basis. But it's not gonna be pleasant. I value my neck a lot more than 3,000 bucks, Chief. I'll find him for three, but I'll catch him and kill him. Protect. You gotta make up your minds. You wanna stay alive and anti up? You wanna play it cheap? Be on welfare the whole winter. I don't want no volunteers. I don't want no mates. There's too many captains on this island. Ten thousand dollars for me by myself. For that you get the head, the tail, the whole damn thing. And then uh, we leave, we we come to like one of the greatest movies and uh, greatest 
cast of three characters that set out on a boat. Uh, remember the Quint's boat, the Orca? They go out on the Orca, and we get some of the greatest one-liners and greatest uh, <laughs> acting and and character development. And uh, a lot of the movie is is different from the book, and uh, they just kind of wung wung it. Wung it, uh, eh? Wing. They wung it. They, they just kind of went yeah. with it, winged it, you know, yeah. uh, along the way, like making that movie. Yes, that's the stuff you can't recapture. Is the the uh, natural chemistry between the three actors, whereas I think in the copy they're going to try to force that, which they do all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. I I I get that in in some ways they want to remake it because because of the lack of the shark. But I think that's what makes the movie. Oh, you think they want to yeah. remake it and put in today's, uh, you know, well, CGI yeah, like technology? Right, exactly, crap. exactly. That's what they want to do. And Now, they say they have a completely new story, and uh, part of it is uh, uh, they're, they're talking oh. about doing it as a, like a prequel to Jaws almost, where you kind of look more at Quint's. Killing uh, of all the history. sharks, yeah. Yeah, like how Quint became, you know, the like, shark hunter. So it's, like it's more of a Ahab. story of him. Yeah, it's a Moby Dick Ahab story, uh, you know, hunting. And right. No wonder well, the shark deserved to kill Quint. Well, interestingly enough, I guess uh, Peter Benchley, the ending in the book is much more Moby Dick-like yeah. in its ending, where the shark just dies, you know, from being, like, stabbed and harpooned. Yeah. Over and over and over again, and Spielberg came up with the idea of the big dramatic blow up the scuba tank ending. Ah, well, kind of on the on the spot, and apparently, uh, Benchley was pretty pissed off about that. He didn't like it at all. I don't know. What do you think? I think it was uh, just going by what you're saying, painting that picture of the the shark being you know harpooned to death. Uh, personally, as drama. Dramatic cinematic cinematic flair. You have to go with the scuba tank blow up thing. I think that's the difference with writing the great American. <coughs> excuse me. Novel. That's the difference between writing the great American novel versus making the summertime blockbuster hit movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Is you need the explosions, you need the fire, you need the excitement, the visual movie. Yeah, you need the yeah, visuals. Yeah. Because that's what it operates, the level it operates on. Whereas the allegory and whatnot of the the written novel uh, operates on a different level and it has a different message. You know, the impact is more subtle and underneath. And, you know, your mind is supposed to go to man versus nature immediately, you know. And the symbolic, you know, killing of all the whales is brought into how we're horrible, horrible creatures we are. Well, yeah, that's the thing with a with a a novel. You've got the time to sit there and slowly absorb it right. and and reflect on it and close the book and think and go back to it and reread it. And Spielberg knew that. Hey, listen, I got an hour and a half. I got to keep everybody's <laughs> attention. Exactly. I got to excite them. I got to build it up. And uh, he, you know, he had full full reign to do whatever he wanted as the director. And and take the movie with his own artistic license to to give it the big blockbuster effect that they wanted. Word. And um, you know, it it was a good call because I mean, and that that movie like at the time was the largest grossing movie of all time. Like I, I want to say, like early on, it it, it had done like a hundred million dollars. In box office revenue, which was unheard of. Yeah. And then... Until Star Wars. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, ultimately, you know, doing like half a billion dollars in box office money. And t-shirt money. What about t-shirt money? Talk about well, that. I, I think that's all ab- above and beyond. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. I, I just remember everybody had a Jaws t-shirt. Yeah, Jaws is oh. pretty big. The, to the I'm young get, people I'm listening. Getting a, I'm getting a Jaws t-shirt now that I think about it. Oh, you better. Let me ask you what. Uh, so from from the movie, mm-hmm. favorite favorite scene from Jaws. Oh, easily, easily, the uh, in the ship in the boat in Quince the orca that where they're they're getting drunk talking about their scars. The 
is now the the, the scar. Like, yeah, because I love I love that one too. <laughs> I love the scar scene. Hey, who? You something permanent? You just put your hand underneath my cap. You just feel a little lump. Knock on all on some patties they Boston. I got that beat. Some more eel fit right through my wetsuit. Well, nope, no, listen, I don't know about that, but I entered an arm wrestling contest in Loki Bar in San Francisco. You see this? Now I can't extend that. You know why? Got to the semifinal, celebrating my third wife's demise. Big Chinese fella, he pulled me right off. It's a bull shark. Scraped me when I was taking samples. I got something for you. That's the thresher. You see that? Chief Thresher's tail. Thresher? That's a shark. You want a drink? Drink to your leg? I'll drink to your leg. Okay, so we drink to our legs. <laughs> I got the creme de la creme. Right here. Hold on. Hey, see that? Right there. Mary Ellen Moffat. She broke my heart. <laughs> Which ultimately leads up to Quint's famous Indianapolis speech. Right, exactly. 26 men go in the water. Shock in the water. Shock go in the water. <laughs> Japanese submarine slammed two torpedoes into her side chief. He was coming back from the island of Tinian to Lady, just delivered the bomb, the Hiroshima bomb. 1,100 men went into the water. The vessel went down in 12 minutes. Didn't see the first shark for about half an hour. Tiger, 13 footer, you know, you know that when you're in the water chief, you tell by looking from the dorsal to the tail. Well, we didn't know. But our bomb mission had been so secret, no distress signal had been sent. <laughs> they didn't even list us overdue for a week. Very first light, Chief. Sharks come cruising. So we formed ourselves into tight groups. Kind of like old squares in a battle, like you see in a calendar, like the Battle of Waterloo. And the idea was, shark comes the nearest man, and man, he starts pounding and hollering and screaming. Sometimes the shark go away. Sometimes he wouldn't go away. Sometimes that shark, he looks right into you, right into your eyes. You know the thing about a shark, he's got lifeless eyes, black eyes, like a doll's eye. When he comes at you, he doesn't seem to be living until he bites you. And those black eyes roll over white, and then, oh, then you hear that terrible high-pitched screaming. The ocean turns red, and Despite all the pounding and the hollering, they all come in and they rip you to pieces. Classic uh, Quint terminology, Chief. Chiefy. You know how you can tell her? You know how you can tell that? He's a 13 foot. A 13. 13. A, 13. He must have said 13 about like 50 times. Don't you think he practiced that? Because <laughs> oh, yeah. he's Irish. He, he is not Engle, you know, American. Right, yeah. Yeah, he's uh he's from the UK. It's yeah. crazy. It, 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 I mean, one of the most classic northeastern US. Yes, trying to you know, be fish, exactly. fishermen, East fishermen Coast. guys. New England uh, accent. I, yeah. Yeah, didn't, yeah. New England. Didn't see the first shark for about an hour. <laughs> a tiger, 13 footer, black eyes like a doll's eyes. I'm going to I'm going to try to use that line as much as I possibly can for the next month. You ever see a shark size, Chief? Life well, you is. should do that. You should do that at dinner tonight with I'm the family. To. When, when, the, when the boy asks for another uh, scoop of potatoes. You ever see you ever potatoes eyes? <laughs> Chief, lifeless. Chiefy. Chiefy, lifeless. Black, like a doll's eyes. Yeah, he really... Uh, like that scene changes, you know, changes the movie there, you know. Yeah. Well, you start to get a little more. Again, that's character development. You get a little more history of old Quint, where he's coming from, why he hates sharks. Now, as far as scuba scenes go, 
right? There's the scene of Hooper when he goes down in the cage with the shark. Right. Which, which actually they filmed that in Australia. I thought it was too clear to be New England waters. Yeah, well, and I think a, a lot of the scenes were actually like the surface stuff where they're out on the water was down in the Bahamas. Yeah. Stuart Cove, wasn't it Stuart Cove? And then they and then they recreated that skyline for the for a set out in Hollywood as well. But it was it was a, the first movie that they did uh, like filmed on the ocean. It it cost them a fortune. Like it went like way way the hell over budget um, and took like three times longer to to film than they had originally budgeted for. Interesting. But that underwater scene. They had used a, like a, a different actor, somebody who was really small, and then they used like a really miniature cage. Yeah. With to make the sharks normal, seem bigger. To, yeah, yeah. To, with some normal sized sharks to make him just seem humongous. And actually, one of the sharks had attacked the cage, and it was such dramatic footage. Spielberg was like, "Oh man, we're using this footage." Yeah. And they actually rewrote Hooper's character like on the fly because originally he gets eaten by the shark as well damn but they made that scene come in where like hooper like remember he like sneaks out of the cage and like barely right back into the boat right goes and hides they ad-libbed that Uh, spielberg ad-libbed that whole scene they were gonna kill off hooper eh he was uh he was a big part of that movie again remember uh yeah we were saying that in as as far as Benchley was concerned, you know, to him, he had that slow ending to the movie where it, it wasn't that big, exciting, yes, 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 I got you victory for Brody. Right. Like it was in the movie. In the end, there, or in, the, in the, the book, you know, the shark just simply swims off and dies and after like this big fight where where everybody dying and and Brody was just kind of like the lone survivor. In Jaws two, you, you actually had more scuba like in Jaws yes. two. Yeah, like the 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 whole beginning of Jaws two is like them out diving. Mm-hmm. You know it uh, it really kicked off you know a, a bit of a scuba excitement in in many ways. Yeah, any mainstream movie that kind of centers around any successful mainstream movie that you know centers around the water and has divers in it, of course, gets the scuba community excited because we just like to see diving. Um, but y- you look at you know, there's been a couple duds out there lately, like that. What that forty-seven meters or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah um, can't get that time back on. in your life. You can't get that back once you watch that. There's been, yeah, 47 meters down. You know, that's one of many duds, many crazy, <laughs> crazy like shark movie spinoffs. You remember in the early 2000s, there was open water. Oh, yeah. Open. But wasn't open water based on a true story uh, of a couple in Australia that got left behind by their, their dive boat? Yeah. And then never seen of again. This is like the, the, over dramatization of what could yeah. possibly have happened, happened yeah. to them, and and they like took like a bunch of these Bahama reef sharks and turned them into just bloodthirsty, you know, <laughs> bloodthirsty scuba diver killers. And oh, yeah. There was a there was a lot of backlash when that movie yeah. came out, like from the industry as a whole. Like, oh man, this is gonna kill. Nobody's gonna want to take scuba classes. Oh yeah, with this with this movie coming out. Well, honestly, you you should have uh, you know you need to be thinking about that when you have dive masters not not doing their job. But I, I remember we received from from the movie distributors we received you know big posters you know about the movie advertising the movie, and then we also at the same time we're getting calls from from the industry people saying don't promote the movie it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna kill it's gonna kill scuba classes. But it, it well, and then recently there's the the Meg, which I I watched that movie on a flight back from Curacao, mm-hmm. uh, and and at first I was like, this is gonna be ridiculous, but I gotta kill a couple of hours, and then as I'm watching it, I'm going, this isn't that bad. This is actually a a, a better written movie than I thought it was gonna be, 
And then it just got so ridiculous by and the it, end. I'm like, oh my God, this is. Where did it jump the shark, James? What was the scene that the Meg jumped the shark? Well, there's some pretty ridiculous, unbelievable underwater scenes that <laughs> you just you're you're forced to just stop and, and you can't believe it anymore. <laughs> Obviously, you know, Jaws ultimately would birth a series of movies, Sharknados. <laughs> Sharknado, though, those, though I have watched a Sharknado, I haven't watched multiple, but the Sharknado series is actually pretty good. It's funny. Well, that's the thing, is that if you can do it in a way that's so it's campy so- and over the top, I think, that's, I think that's the only way you can do it. Who thought of it? I, I would just like to have been around the table. You know, where they they must have been like passing a joint and doing whiskey on the, on the pitch, yeah. on the pitch of Sharky <laughs> exactly. I, I know not even that. the pitch, just like we thinking of it. You know, then the, then they actually go with it. Like I've got an idea: a tornado of sharks, a Sharknado, if you will. So never get the idea like your idea is ridiculous because just say Sharknado. There's been crazy shark stories. Like, there was a shark to puss. There was a <laughs> <laughs> there was a two headed shark. You know, movie that's been pitched. You know, mega shark versus giant octopus. Nice. Super sharks. You know, th- there's all kinds of crazy, crazy shark stories that have been thrown out and around. So. Sharknado is crazy. It was. It wasn't like out of nowhere. Like, there's been many of them. Yeah. Let's talk about. What do you want to bring this back to scuba a little bit? Well, I, I was just going to say, just uh, you know, I think re- relating, especially to the young people who weren't around when Jaws came out, its effect on the community, just from us being there. I mean, I, I know the effect of Jaws, still, is there or was there when I was taking scuba. Here is a story of 10 reasons why a Jaws remake should never happen. I love it already. A, number one. This is uh, one this a. from a website it's called... stupid. It's a stupid <laughs> idea. <laughs> this is from cinemablend.com okay. is where this is at. So it says here that number one, it was lightning in a bottle. Agreed. I think we. I think when we Jaws, touched on that. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just saying. I think we. That's kind of what we were saying: is to re, try to recreate that magic of those characters, the interaction, the story. No matter how many times you try to recreate it, it's like you know Zen kind of thing. You can't. It, you can't force things happening. It's too contrived, and it's not real. You know, and it comes across that way. Yeah, exactly. And it it wasn't supposed to be the hit that it was, and I think that's what made it so great. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a dream gig for Spielberg, you know, catapulted him to movie stardom that, that he didn't have yet. He got there just by by luck in many ways. And he says here in this, this um, what's this guy's name? Jason Ingolfsland says that it's next to impossible to recreate that same experience, the same level of zeal and same eagerness to see a fresh and exciting new movie with a remake. Agreed. He says, sure, a Jaws remake could have incredible special effects, but when it's all said and done, it can't bring back the magic of the original. Right. Special effects are not having the, forgive the pun, special effect that they did at one time. You know, when special effects started getting really realistic, people were like, oh, my God, you got to see it just for the special effects. But now I could care less about the special effects. We, yeah, it's right. been done. You can, we know you can do it. You can make fake look extremely real. You can make fake look too real. That's how we know it's fake now. I'm with you. Number two, he says, shark movies have already been beaten to death. I think we point like we were we were just talking about it. <laughs> what about an alien shark? Um, like a shark in, from uh, another before, planet. Bef- 
He says, before Jaws was released in 1975, shark movies were a rarity. The shark fighters first released in 1956 about the USS Indianapolis sinking in shark-infested waters is the closest shark attack movie to come out before it. Wow. What about a shark virus? I'm just, I'm just uh, spitballing here. Just throwing out ideas. COVID-19 meters down. (laughs) (laughs) That's it right there. Nailed it. Nailed it. Oh, yeah. Uh, The technical limitations actually made Jaws better. Kind of like what we were talking about, right? Exactly. it, It was that limitation that forced Spielberg to make the movie the way he made it. And create that tension and suspense, get that fantastic music to to create uh, the fear in in everybody. Oh, yeah. All the greats, all the great directors, Hitchcock, uh, H.G. Wells, you know, War of the Worlds. There's no aliens, you know, there's not. But people freaked out this fear, the suspense, the, the terror of your mind's imagination is much greater than any of the you know, shitty CGI special effects that they can do now. Yeah, it's great, but it's just like the... Uh, Sucks so your imagination. In that movie, in all, like, the new ones, right, it's the CGI that they're using and they're relying exactly. on. Th- that's what you're watching is you're going to see a fake shark that looks so real and is so awesome, and it, it, it's the size of a... You know, an aircraft carrier, this one gigantic shark, it's so dramatic, which allows them, because that's carrying the movie, you don't need good acting anymore. You don't need a good storyline. Well, the the viewer doesn't need imagination anymore. They've they've killed it. So the actual attraction or the actual greatness of those movies is the viewer's own imagination. That's, and all you did was fuel it by creating the suspense and imagined terror. The next one, he says, the acting chemistry is too hard to beat. Bingo. I think we we pretty much nailed all of these. We could have wrote this article. (laughs) We could have, exactly. Uh, He says, how do you even begin to recast recast Brody, Hooper, and Quint? Impossible. Not, Not only were their individual performances incredible, but the chemistry between these three would be almost impossible to recreate. It would. You'd have to do something completely different. But let me ask you this. Who would you cast in those roles today? And barring any YouTube stars, those fake stars, okay? So we, so, so we can't make uh, Hooper <laughs> played by Justin Bieber? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Unless he gets killed off in the first three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I, I remember reading something that they were talking about in, in the remake, uh, in one of the versions that I read, putting Will Ferrell in as Quint. Tough one right there. Tough one, because it's comedy. Uh, of course, you're, you're recreating Quint now. The, he loses his seriousness. Is... I don't know, because uh, uh, Will Ferrell's played a couple of serious roles. As much as he's known for being an over-the-top he's not a tough comedic guy. actor. He's not a tough guy. He's not. He, he he's not just, a tough guy, right? No. He doesn't have. He doesn't have the toughness. The the Rock is going to be too flashy to be or uh, to be Quint. Exactly. Uh, you need somebody. That's, that's the problem with like today's actors is that they're all like too too pretty, yes. too perfect, and like you you can't have an actor or an actress now that's just a normal a normal rough gruff guy. Yeah. Or a. Or just a normal lady. They all have to be so Hollywood perfectionized. Oh, agreed. They, they can't have any imperfections. They're almost robotic. They're almost CGI, man. What about George Clooney? George Clooney is Quint. Yeah. He, I, he's know, getting uh, there. I mean, he's uh, getting uh, old. He's, he's, a bit, he's, he's a bit old now. I think uh, he might be able uh, to pull it off. 15, 15 years ago? Oh, he's too good looking 15 years Maybe. ago. He's way too good looking for Quint. It's got to look like he's been weathered. And he's worked for a living, and he was in the service, and he, you know, he he can't look George Clooney. He just can't. But now I think he could. Well, you think you could get a a, a Steve Carell in this movie in this remake? 
maybe. What uh, what about a, an African American uh, actor? I mean, you look at uh, like Terry Crews. What about Terry Crews? Although he's he's also oh, he known. Could be a, he could be a good. He could Quint. be a good Quint. Yes. Yes, he just could. angry, just angry, exactly. pissed off at every shark, fucking sharks. Yeah, <laughs> how how would uh, how would Terry Crews? You ever see a goddamn shark's eyes? <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> what about Denzel Washington as Quint? Oh, good old Denzel. No, I see. I, I, I could see. Um, I could see Denzel as being Brody. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, actually, I, I see. Uh, what's his name? Um, Jamie Fox as as. Uh, Either Hooper or or Brody. I I'd, I'd see him better as a as a Jamie Fox as a Hooper. I think I, I see him more as a Hooper. He, he does, but like, I got, you know brainy. All right, so let, let's redo it. I could definitely see. This is the stupidest thing we've ever done. <laughs> in our lives. But this is. But should we just in the moment? Just go with in it. The moment just go of, with it. In the moment of everybody like in this movement in race war yeah. we're about to get into in this country <laughs> how over the top and politically incorrect is is it for us to recast jaws as black guys it's black movie um let's uh let's get a black ellen ellen brody okay his wife what about Who, uh, so so let me ask you this like oprah so all right so we <laughs> oh there you go oprah winfrey as uh oprah winfrey as brody's wife so we've just we just cast Black Jaws. Black Jaws. I like it. What about, you think we could do a She Jaws? A She Jaws. Of course we can. Of course we all can. Right, so if we're doing all ladies, it'd it have to be reversed, right? So Brody and then Brody's husband. <laughs> okay. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So who would be a, who would be a, a, a good Quint? Uh, well, I was going to say like one of the Golden Girls, like Beatrice Arthur. As a as a Quint, Quint, she might be a little old, but she's tough. I mean, she's. Uh, I'm thinking more like uh, I'm thinking more like a, a, a Charlize Theron might be a good Quint. She's, she, she can be pretty tough, eh? Yeah, agreed, agreed. I think you nailed it. I think you nailed a good Quint right there with old Charlize, or or uh, Scar Scarlett Johansson, ScarJo, ScarJo, right? Would she? Um, I th- I think ScarJo could maybe. We could put her as Hooper. She she could play that play role Hooper. of 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 a no. You know who would be a good ho- uh, Hooper? Emma Watson. Oh, she's agreed. already got that. Br- yes. She's got that brainiac, brainiac, nerdy agreed. girl kind of a. You know, she'd be a good scientist gal. I, I like I like that. What about Drew Barrymore as Brody? Just a little little too funny. A little too That's, comedic. Yeah, I think she. Yeah, I think. Uh, I, what I'm about taking her as a little uh, Julia too Roberts? Julia Roberts. Oh, I, I could I could maybe see that. What about Ellen DeGeneres as Quint? <laughs> <laughs> it's a totally different movie. Totally, totally different movie. Um, Brody, I just got a Brody. You, oh yeah, Sandra Bo- Sandra Bullock. Oh yeah, she's a hot Brody. I mean, she's still pretty attractive. So who would who would be uh, Mister Brody then? Oh God! Or, or Matt is it Damon. She-Jaws? Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon. Yeah. I can see Matt Damon as being. Yeah, has to go Matt Damon for Mister. For for, unless they throw uh, they they throw Brody as a lesbian cop and she's actually got a wife at home. Oh, game on! How about? <laughs> I mean, in the remake, that's kind yeah. of perfect. That actually could be perfect. I think. I think actually, so, in so the mayor, Sandra, in the mayor, Sandra, uh, a lesbian as well. Who's the you mayor? Got Sandra. You got Sandra Bullock as. As Brody going home to a very concerned Mila Kunis, oh, uh, wife, wife, Mila Kunis, wife yes. at home. Yeah, very good call. Who would we put as a mayor? And they would never oh, argue because there are women. They don't. What's argue her? With each uh, other. Um, I, I got her. What's what's her name right now? I'm trying to think of what her name is. Uh, Melissa McCarthy. Oh, she was in the nines. Yes. So. I was going to say, I think we pretty much so we just, negated we just, that. We could recast it. It just would not be the same movie. <laughs> It'd be a comedy. Well, and I, I think that is the, the point. Is the point, right? Now, this next point that he makes, I think, is critical. He says, the story doesn't fit today's typical blockbuster model. 
No, the blockbusters right, today consider, are manufactured. They're they're yeah, they're churned exactly. out. When you look at like a freaking uh, assembly line kind of thing. Yeah, it, it's you look at the Transformer series. You look at the Fast and the Furiouses as all these like big blockbusters. It doesn't fit that that deep drama of what Jaws was. Right. There's no thinking. In, in, in any of those, really. There's a little... You have to think a bit in this one. Again, your imagination is put to use. Yeah, he says, Jaws is somewhat ironic. Though it is the grandfather of blockbusters, it doesn't fit today's blockbuster mold. Most modern blockbusters either have a mix of quiet moments with even more fast-paced and intense moments, or they're high-octane and tense with the occasional quiet moment. At their very worst... They're all intensity, action, and explosions with no time to pause. Jaws is a slow burn story. With each scene, it builds conflict and tension through dialogue and the occasional shark attack. Agreed. Right, and it is that slow burn, that uh, the slow building of, you know, just the way those guys got along and their laughs and their their dialogue did really make those those scenes come to life well exactly and a, and a lot of people especially today's kids i don't think they've got the attention span i don't think they would have to yeah they wouldn't have the patience to sit through it yeah the attention span of of uh people i just don't want to say just kids but you know they are more of a their attention span deficit is a result of what's been you know plugged into their heads for the past 20 years which is the video games and the the dumbing down of television, which is insane right now. But yeah, they could not hold their view on it. They would they'd fall asleep or or wander off in their head. So yeah, and then he, the the next one is telling the same story won't be fresh, <laughs> right? As if right, that ever so stops got, them. Right? Does that <laughs> ever stop them? Exactly. Like you've got the. It, it's a weird question like so you're gonna remake jaws what are you gonna do are you gonna remake it remake it or are you gonna like redo it with like right. a different storyline I mean, completely if you do it with it. a different storyline just call it something else yeah i mean if you're gonna remake jaws you, you gotta do it like remaking each of those scenes like could you do a remake of jaws without the indianapolis speech could you do it with without you know the opening scene right Exactly. It wouldn't be a remake. It It wouldn't be Jaws. It would not be Jaws. Could you do it without the classic line, we're going to need a bigger boat? Right. All of those things that make the classic Jaws, if you remake it, A, it's going to be worse. Those were a one one timer, one off. And if you're going to remake it differently, are you just trying to ride the coattails of a very big blockbuster movie just by using its name? You know, using its fame to propel you. you well, that's what you it seems suck to me like. As a creator, you suck <laughs> as you. a movie writer. You <laughs> suck as a movie maker. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like th- that's the only thing that's going to bring the attention to it is the name. Right. The, I mean, the name is the value part. You know, it's going to be a bullshit story. And then even if they do go scene for scene remake, it's good. No magic. You, you you you're just going to go, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just watch the original. Right. Why don't I just watch the original? Because, yeah, the new remake would be too contrived, too forced, not magic. That's the whole thing of it. So He says a new story won't be Jaws. Yeah. In the, in the early stages of the Jaws script, Peter Benchley wrote it very similar to the novel. When Steven Spielberg came out and read the draft, he thought the characters were too unlikable. And made drastic changes. So the movie veers away from the novel quite a bit. Arguably, if you wanted to remake Jaws, you could take a Coen Brothers approach and become hyper-focused on staying faithful to the source material like they did with True Grit, uh, that old John Wayne movie mm-hmm. that they just redid you know, uh, like 10 years ago. Yeah. But, but this would likely rub fans the wrong way. Most people remember Jaws from the movie, not the novel. A recreation of the book might just end up losing everyone and make the audience hate the characters and the story. Next, he says, it's a classic that can't be topped. Jaws isn't 
just your typical old movie that needs a makeover. It's a classic. Not only did it create the modern summer blockbuster, but it also won three Academy Awards, as well as was nominated for Best Picture. There are so many great scenes, wonderful lines, and little details that make it great, even though it's 45 years old and still gets rewatched more than a lot of movies. Yeah, so suck it, you remakers. Exactly. <laughs> I'm with... <laughs> I'm saying you just keep it the same. He says here, with such a heightened story in the consciousness of cinematic culture, how in the world would a remake ever top it? And if it can't, why should it be made if it can't make improvements? What does the purpose of a remake really serve? Uh, to line some pockets of some no, no good filmmakers. When I say no good, I mean they, they lack any creativity. Yes, just exactly. riding the coattails of a successful previous movie exactly right he said he even says here he says that jaws is a classic that sets the bar too high anyone trying to take a crack at it would likely fail to overcome the obstacles oh yeah so uh, exactly who would even take that on uh, just somebody who again like how, how would you how would you like to be the director that everybody knows as the guy who made the horrible <laughs> remake of jaws and that's about basically your your fate is sealed when you attempted to do it. Your fate was sealed. So right. That, uh, you know, by trying, you, you're only going to accomplish failure. But he says he says next the sequels have already tried. True. The Universal Universal Pictures tried to recapture the magic of Jaws with three sequels, with each becoming more pointless and embarrassing than the last. Agreed. The studio finally realized its efforts were in vain after the critically panned Jaws the Revenge <laughs> and hasn't returned to the franchise since. Exactly. Well, that's, uh, again, where the, uh, <laughs> the they all fell short trying to recreate the magic what makes you think you can do it correct and he says the jaws sequels didn't want to be an improvement or a continuation they just wanted to throw more cheap thrills at the audience yeah they wanted to be jaws again he says yeah yeah why don't you just create something unique that's what creativity is making something of your own not not quote unquote a remake lastly he points out it just casts too long of a shadow. Nice. The good good yeah. way to put that. Yeah. There yep. In some cases it's been so long since an original movie was released that a remake can exist outside of the original shadow and become its own thing for a new generation and audience. Sometimes a remake is an even better version. 1959's Ben Hur was such well. was a 1959's <laughs> Ben-Hur was a much-improved remake of a silent black-and-white version. <laughs> that's a horrible but, That's a horrible example. Oh, we put sound in it and it was better. No fake. You got one more sense to use. <laughs> <laughs> Brian De Palma's Scarface is a remake of a 1932 film. Again. And The Thing is a remake of a 1950s horror film. And now, some, so not... some of the Thing people would argue that the 50s one was better. Right, right. I hear you. And he doesn't mention it here, but uh, you could make that argument about um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. The Blob. You know, they were doing it for the same reason of, oh, now we got better effects. We've got color. We got yeah. all these new things that we can add in. Right, so he makes that. But he comes around to say... But that's not the case with Jaws, which casts too long of a shadow even after 45 years. A remake wouldn't have the benefit of getting outside of its shadow. On the contrary, it would be overshadowed and in too deep with critics and fans holding it up against the legendary shark classic. Nice. He closes out by saying remakes should always prove they have a reason to exist outside of making money. In this case, there's little reason for a Jaws remake to exist. Fans can go back and rewatch the classic and still be satisfied with it. Well put. I think yeah. I think uh, he, you know, this this uh, article writer basically we said everything they said. I'm glad we agree. Yeah, we were spot on with uh, a lot of these good reasons. Way to go, Great Dive Podcast guys! There you go, guys. Now we just need to re. 
rewrite our own <laughs> shark movie with with more scuba diving, um, half shark, half octopus tornado that comes down with tentacles. I'm saying a shark virus, man. A shark virus. COVID-19 19. meters exactly. below. Exactly. It's uh, Look for it as the 2021 <laughs> summer blockbuster coming at you from the creators of the Great Dive Podcast. COVID-19 <laughs> meters below. I love it. All right. So on that note, stay tuned for the, the movies, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we'll come back at you with some more scuba stuff next week. We just wanted to get this chance to talk about Jaws. I've had some Jaws stuff that I've wanted to talk about for a while now. It's one of the early things that we actually wanted to do. And then it was a matter of trying to rem- you know, do it in a timely manner you know, of, of anniversary for the film, and this being the 45th anniversary of it, summertime, you know, uh, 4th of July, when the movie took place, right around the time it was released, we just ran with it this week. So uh, I think it worked out well, and we'll uh, come back to you next week with some more scuba. Back to diving. I likes it. All right, um, let me sign your logbook here, Jamesy. Uh, Jamesy, did you ever see a doll's eyes? A shark's eyes. They're like doll's eyes. Lifeless. Uh, I just wrecked beautiful. that line. <laughs> but, but that's, I'm writing it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Here, let me sign your book. Brando, we're going to need a bigger podcast. <laughs> Good one. Good one. All right. All right, everybody. We'll see you uh, next week. Safe diving, folks. turning into going to be a lot of editing. <laughs> this is going to be, might be our dumbest episode to date. <laughs> I thought it was going to be more fun than this. Uh,